You are listening to episode 84 of the Hench and Dad podcast, and in this episode, I briefly go over my thoughts for Ultraman Cosmos, the first contact. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Hench and Dad podcast. I am Wes and I am the Hench and Dad, and today I'm bringing you a short episode on a, well, a rather short little movie that I watched recently, and that would be for Ultraman Cosmos, the first contact. Now, you may know about this. You probably already do. I tend to be, like, you know, the newest Ultraman fan on the block, as it were. And so, like, this is the first I'd heard of this movie, but I'm sure it's pretty much famous in all of the Ultraman circles, and I'm just kind of late to the game, so to speak. But this video, this movie, I, I guess it's like a the first theatrical film adaptation of the Ultraman Cosmos mythos, I guess, so this would be like the first thing I guess you would see of Ultraman Cosmos, was released in Japan on August 3rd, 2001, and it celebrated the 35th anniversary of the franchise, and it is the prequel to the Ultraman Cosmos television series, which was really interesting to me, because this film, I have to say, it is just 90 minutes of like, based on, you know, kind of an outsider's perspective, like, the distillation of what Ultraman is. So you you have the kid, and he's basically, like, searching for Ultraman, and he eventually, the, the main character, I guess I believe his name is Musashi, and he is searching for Ultraman, and he eventually finds him and befriends him and everything. And there's this alien invasion, which isn't really an invasion per se, but I'm not going to spoil it too much for you. And... This kid is the reason why Ultraman Cosmos is able to come back and, you know, save the time that they're in. And that's all awesome. And it's just a really quick movie. Like, it moves pretty fast, but it didn't feel like it was rushed in any way, at least to me when I was watching it. It was 90 minutes long, and it was just like, this is Ultraman. There was a science team. There were aliens. There was alien interactions with humans and everything. You see Ultraman, and I, I don't know if this is the first time it's ever been said that Ultraman are powered by light, and the kid was actually, like, making the sun reflect light rays onto the Ultraman Cosmos character in order to heal him up from any in injuries that he had. And, you know, as a thank you, he gives the kid this really cool stone that is able to summon Ultraman Cosmos, and he also gives him a, a ride around the, the town, like, flying way high above it, which would just be, like, super awesome if you're a kid that wants to meet Ultraman. I mean, that would be, pretty much be, like, the big thing you'd want to do. And it was just, I don't know, it was just so wholesome. Like, everything felt like it was really meaningful. It had all of the tropes that you would expect from Ultraman, as far as I can tell. And it cuts out a lot of the fat, which isn't a necessarily a good thing because i think a lot of the fat if you if you want to use that term which i am going to use the, the extra stuff is really good and that helps to like build the characters but as just like the core central theme of ultraman this movie just felt like it had everything it could possibly need and because of that it's making me interested in actually checking out like what in the world this ultraman cosmos tv show is all about what is its relation to the movie i don't really know but it was released as a prequel and I, don't, I think it came right before the series was airing or was being filmed because Ultraman didn't even really have, like, a voice actor or, like, a, a separate identity, honestly, other than this just giant being of light. And he was just super good and altruistic and everything, which all Ultraman seemed to be. But there wasn't really, like, a core identity nailed down yet, which, you know, leads me to believe, like, this is what they use as kind of like their the pilot episode. So that 
that's pretty much it, honestly. It was just super wholesome and super nice. Like, I, I just really enjoyed it because of that. It was a very pleasant watch. There's no pretense of, like, any, like, uber ultra-violence or anything like a lot of these, like, reboot-type movies do. You know, I'm thinking about this in relation to, like, Kamen Rider the First and Kamen Rider the Next, which were... Well, they, they were different. They were a different beast entirely. So it's like holding this up to them isn't particularly fair because this movie is just, just good. Like, it, it's just great. Like, I cannot say anything negative about the film. It was just, it had a story to tell and it told the story and it did so unapologetically. And it really makes you feel for some things. Like, it really gives you some good emotions to come, you know, come back from. I don't know. It's it's just really hard to say a whole lot about the movie without spoiling it outright, but it definitely has one of the better alien plots that I've seen in some of these tokusatsu shows, so it definitely has that going for it. So I would highly suggest you watch it, however you are able to, and I'm hoping that eventually we'll be getting a lot more of those Blu-rays of these, like, 90s and early 2000s ultra shows because they just seem very interesting, and I want to explore them more, so maybe I'll go ahead and... Uh, get onto one of those next just as like you know something i can watch in my spare time so i don't know let me know what you think of ultraman cosmos the first contact and let me know if i'm missing something or whether or not I, it, maybe the series isn't even that good i don't know i have to assume that pretty much all ultraman seasons are good but maybe it's not so let me know and i'll catch you later complete Thank you for listening to this episode of the Henshin Dad Podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please rate, review, subscribe, whatever it is you do on your podcast platform of choice. I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. If you would like to contact me, you can reach me by email at henshindad at gmail.com or on Twitter at henshindad. The Henshin Dad Podcast is proud to be part of the Playwell Network, your source for intentional entertainment. Some of the other podcasts in this network include The Backlog Breakdown, which focuses on playing the best games on your backlog while not breaking the bank account on the new and shiny, The Retro Station, a show devoted to more retro and nerdy topics than you can shake a stick at, and Tales from the Rusty Speeder, an interactive actual play Star Wars RPG podcast that seeks to tell an awesome Star Wars story. Once again, thank you for listening, and until next time... Cast off.